welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devat Torah called Parshas Shemini, between pure and impure. I want to share with you an idea that comes from this week's Parsha, Parsha Shemini. I heard from a friend, I heard from Avolve Satsal, and it goes like this. In the last Pasuk of the Parsha, after, in this week's Parsha, we know after it speaks, speaks about the differentiation between kosher and non-kosher animals, it then goes on to say the following, that this is the law of the animal, the birds, etc., for distinguishing between the impure and the pure, and be- between the creature that may be eaten and the creature that may not be eaten. Now, it's very odd. It says to distinguish in the pure and impure. <laughs> the whole Parsha, the, at the end of the Parsha, we already spoke about this. So Rashi picks up on this issue, and he says, Can it be? Is the whole idea over here, the Pasuk is teaching us to know the difference between a donkey and a cow? That can't be. That's already explicitly written. As we saw, there, there are signs of the split hooves and chewing the cut, etc., Elamai, it must be that it's coming to teach us something else. Says Rashi, it's coming to teach you that there's also rules pertaining to shechita, to slaughtering. Meaning, it could be that the starting point is that the animal is kosher, like a, a cow. But, you also have to check for signs. Because after you slaughter it, if you don't see all the correct signs, then it's still not kosher. And, and Rashi, in in a different parsha, in, par- in uh, Parsha's Kadoshim, I think, Perik Kaf Pasukafe, over there it goes on to explain that we're talking about a, a situation, and I, in this week's parsha also it says it, that after you slaughtered the animal, you have to ensure that the majority of the windpipe was slaughtered as well. If it's 50 50, only half of it or less, it's not kosher. And Rashi in Kedoshim over there, in Parshas Kedoshim, Perikav Pasukav Hei, goes on to explain that the difference between a kosher slaughtering and a non-kosher slaughtering can be as small as a hair's breadth. Meaning, it is almost no difference, yet it has such a significant difference. One is a kosher animal, one is a trave animal. Now, we can build on this idea because you see this idea throughout Jewish law, throughout halacha, all the time. That it's, and that is why it's so imperative to be aware and conscious of the halacha. And that's why a lot of people learn because in order to know how to live our lives, one should should learn halacha. It's very important because there could be almost almost an identical action that one may do be it in Lashon Hara, that there are rules when a person can say something that seems to be Lashon Hara because he's doing it to benefit his friend. But you have to know how to speak and how to say, or else it can, it's Mamash a big Isser, it's a Lashon Hara. But you can say it in another way, that won't be Lashon Hara. There is a thin line between also Shabbos, when you could do many things in Shabbos, but if you do them the wrong way, Yechayev Skila, it's a huge punishment. Shabbos is the most Hamar thing. You, it's, it's an Isr Dura Forbidden from the, a prohibition from the Torah. 
as opposed to if you learn the halacha in the Mishnah Bura, then there's many things that you are actually able to do, but you just have to learn how to do them. This is what the Chafetz Chaim himself goes on to explain in the Hakdama, in the preface to to the to the Mishnah Bura about Hilchas Shabbos. He says that it it's very imperative that people know the halacha because there's so many things a person can do in a way that it's totally okay, and unfortunately a lot of people do them in a way that's totally not okay. Same is true about bringing in Shabbos. If you just miss it by a split second, and you do a melacha, then you're chayav chatas. You have to give a korban. It's, and everything, I think a lot of things in life are like that. But a person has to be conscious of learning and knowing the halacha in order to be able to go ahead and live our life like proper Jews. I just want to end with a story that I think really b- brings this point home. I've said a story about uh, of Shmuel Berman in in uh, in the past. He was a Rosh Hashiva of Mir when he was in Shanghai and then moved to America. And I think this is an unbelievable story. It's two stories really, or three stories in one. And you'll see why I'm saying this story on this Dvar Torah. So his son went around collecting money at a certain point for his father's yeshiva and he knocked on a certain door and he said I'm collecting money for the yeshiva so he he was faced with a weird question the person answering the door that came to open the door for him said well do you know what the second seder is worth to your father meaning the whoever does know the yeshiva split to three times of the day there's the first in the morning, then there's the afternoon, then there's night. So the afternoon is called second Seder. So he said, so the son of Shmuel Berman, he answered the following. He said, I don't really know to tell you exactly how much it's worth, but I can tell you the following story. When his granddaughter got married, the wedding was supposed to take place in Lakewood. But because the wedding is in Lakewood, it will take him longer to get there. And of course he had to be there on time. So he would miss out on his second Seder of learning. So he asked his kids, "Can you? is there any way you can... Why, why, why does the wedding have to be in Lakewood? It's so far for me to get there and that will require me to lose out on my learning instead of going in the break. And then I won't lose so much of, of in, intense learning. So they asked it, they answered him because there's a difference of five thousand dollars. If we if we go to Borough Park, it's five thousand dollars more expensive. So on the spot he wrote a check for five thousand dollars and said, I don't want to lose out on my second Seder, please make the wedding in Borough Park. So from this story you see that that's it was at least worth five thousand dollars to him, the time of the second Seder. So the person said, fine. He wrote out a check and gave Shmuel Berman's son, he gave him a $5,000 check. But then, he was very curious. Well, what's going on? How come? Why did you give me exactly $5,000? What's the idea behind it? Why did you ask me what the second Seder is worth for my father? So he answered him back. Let me tell you, let me tell you another story. And he tells him, once upon a time, your 
father came to visit someone in your family that was sick in the hospital. It happens to be that after he visited his his family member that was sick, next uh, there was a bed next to to that family member of another girl that was 17 years old that was really sick. So he saw no one was with her. So he, your father came over to her and and. Uh, gave her to help her feel a lot better and he told her don't worry everything's going to be okay he gave her a bracha a blessing that she'll get healthy and she'll get married and she'll have a kid Beza Hashem and he said to her and I will be at your wedding and Bo Hashem she did recover even despite the fact it was a serious illness and and the word is a word he promised he'll come to the wedding and the wedding happened to be in the second Seder so he left learning his yeshiva to come and participate in the wedding. And he goes, and I want you to know that this this woman that was sick, the 17-year-old, is my wife. And I know that your father gave up second seder to come to the wedding. So I wanted to make sure I, I pay him back for that. That's why I asked you how much the second seder, how much is it worth for him? Why am I saying this story? Because you see what a gadol in Israel, someone, a, a big person, in Am Israel, what he does. It's, it's a thin line. How does he decide when to lose learning and not to lose learning? Obviously, every second of learning is so important to him. But yet, he, ha- he has the ability to consciously decide when, when to learn and when not to learn. Even though they were both... It seems to be they were the same scenario. What do you mean? Does he miss or does he not miss in the afternoon? In one case he chose to miss, one case not. Why? The answer is obvious. Because he realized that it wasn't under... He had no he had no impact or ability to impact with this other girl when she was going to get married. And he knew the right thing to do was Hashem would want him to go to that wedding. Especially after he told her he would come. However, when it came to his own family... And he had the ability just to offer a check for a certain amount of money and and in the mirror of that not to lose out on his learning, of course that's what he would do. And so too in life for us, it's true about everything. There's always once a person knows the laws and if he doesn't he can ask his rav, but there's always a way of knowing when to do A and when to do B. It happens in everything in, in deciding what how to speak. Lashon Hara we spoke about on Shabbos also about saying the truth and lying. There's a there's Desla who speaks about it at length. The definition of truth. What's the definition of truth? And what's the definition of lying? Everything everything has a deep explanation and the more people learn, the more they know the halachas, they'll be able to live life in the way that we do at Son Hashem. Hiratzon that will all be able to continue and growing in the knowledge of the halachas so that we'll be able to fulfill what it says in this week's parsha, knowing when things are pure and impure and refraining from the impure and leading our life in the path of the pure. Good job. This is the Prism of Torah podcast. Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. Please share with your friends and family.
prismaftorah.com is where you can find the full archive of Torah. You can contact us through the website. Once again, prismaftorah.com. This podcast was produced for free by Ellie Podcast Production. Lunishmas, Leibas Yonah, Yaakov Alexander, Ben Mordechai Doyf, Isaac Isaac Ben Moshe.